Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome. Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Well... Here we all are. Another day has gone by, and the ex-president still has not been indicted for making illegal hush money payments to a porn star. I... Yeah, I really thought I really, uh, really thought it was going to happen today. After all, Wednesday is cover up your hump day. <laughs> but we did get some some movement in uh, another one of the ex-president's myriad criminal investigations because a federal judge has ordered former Vice President Mike Pence to appear in front of the January 6th special counsel's grand jury. And... And, yeah, I highly agree. Woohoo! And the reason we know this is good for the country is because neither Pence nor the former president want it to happen. The ex-president argued that his conversations with Pence fell under executive privilege, while Pence claimed that his role as the president of the Senate granted him legislative immunity. So, he was part of the executive branch and the legislative branch. You can see it all in the new movie, Every Job Everywhere, All Mike Pence. (laughs) Why, What prosecutors really, really want to know is what the former president said to Pence prior to January 6th in order to pressure Pence to go along with the plot to overturn the results of a free and fair election. We know some of the things the ex-president said to Pence already about that plot, like, if it gives you the power, why would you oppose it? And you can either go down in history as a patriot or you can go down in history as a pussy. To which Pence replied, what's that? (laughs) Is that the lady area covered in caution tape? (laughs) Of course, one reason this case may never come to court is that America might cease to exist because the GOP is refusing to raise something called the debt ceiling. And according to the Treasury Department, June 5th is the deadline to avoid catastrophic default. Now, I'm sure that's not good. But at this point, aren't we all a little catastrophed out? If you want to grab our attention at this point, you're, you're going to have to do more. Yeah. Catastrophic. If, if you're going to need something scarier than catastrophic default, like gonorrhea Geddon or please welcome Kanye West. Now, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what Congress should be paying for or what Congress should be cutting, but I do know that three weeks ago, the president proposed his detailed budget. And so far, it's been crickets 
from the guy he's supposed to be negotiating with, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, seen here saying, that guy, he's Spartacus. <laughs> After weeks of refusing to release any Republican plan, yesterday McCarthy sent the president a blame letter, writing, with each passing day, I am incredibly concerned that you are putting an already fragile economy in jeopardy. No, you're not. You know how I know you're not concerned? Because you expressed your concern in the form of the slowest possible form of communication, a letter. <laughs> That's like saying, oh, no, the house is on fire. Quick, someone hire a barbershop quartet to tell the fire department. <laughs> bum, 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 guess what's happening way down the street. Bum, 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 2034 Maple. The smoky smell is not... Fire. Barbershop Quartet never deserves applause. <laughs> the dumb letter is not an isolated incident. Uh, at a recent lunch, the Capitol McCarthy asked Biden when the two could sit down again and start negotiating. And Biden replied, where's the Republican budget? Yeah. Where is it? You can't start negotiating if you won't say what you want to negotiate. There's a reason ransom notes don't say, we have your wife. Send a list of what you think we should demand, or she, uh, okay, also tell us what you think we should do to her. <laughs> oh, uh, this is interesting. There's, there's some news out of Florida. Don't worry. They were able to safely extract the baby alligator from the margarita machine. <laughs> but also, a Florida school banned a Disney movie after a parent complaint. The movie was Ruby Bridges, a historical drama about six-year-old bridges integrating in New Orleans Elementary School in 1960. The film has been part of the school district's curriculum for decades, but this year, a parent refused to let her child see the movie and made a formal complaint stating, and these are the parent's words, the film, quote, teaching them racial slur. Kids shouldn't learn racial slur from school movie. They should learn from YouTube comment. Ruby Bridges' story is important for kids to learn, especially because it wasn't that long ago. In fact, Bridges is still a civil rights activist. She's only 68 years old. You can't act like this is ancient history. 68 years old. She's the same age as Seinfeld. You wouldn't say, gather around, children. I'll tell you the legend of Jerry and his puffy shirt. Somebody hit the base. Thank you. <laughs> this complaint is especially stupid, dumb, because the movie is an hour and a half long, but the parent only watched the first 50 minutes. I'm going to say that seeing the whole story is kind of important here. Filing this complaint is like reviewing The Wizard of Oz with this 25-minute black-and-white tornado film is a total snooze fest. Kansas sucks. <laughs> Florida... I got another one. I got another one. Florida's not the only state banning wonderful things because recently, in a Wisconsin school, first graders were not allowed to sing a controversial Dolly Parton song about acceptance. Controversial? About Dolly Parton? She is a being of eternal light and rhinestones. The only controversy about Dolly Parton... Is, is she the best person now, or is she always going to be the best person forever and ever? Amen. <laughs> and here's, here's, here's what happened. A first-grade teacher wanted her students to sing a lovely little song, uh, Rainbow Land, by Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus, which school officials deemed uh, inappropriate. So let's hear these dangerous lyrics. Living in a 
Skies blue and things are grand Wouldn't it be nice To live in paradise Where we're free to be exactly who we are They're afraid of rainbows? and being free to be exactly who we are. These are people who were not hugged enough as children. But you know who would hug them? Dolly Parton. <laughs> in addition... <laughs> in addition to Rainbow Land, the district also initially blocked the Muppet song Rainbow Connection, although they later went back on that ruling once they learned that Kermit and Miss Piggy are in a traditional frog-pig sexual relationship. <laughs> As God intended. Now, <laughs> unsurprisingly, some parents out there uh, speculated the ban on both rainbow songs was part of a greater crackdown within the school district on LGBTQ issues. Yes, because all rainbows are gay. That's why the school vending machine only serves gray Skittles with the slogan, Taste the Hetero. <laughs> now, mm, mm, mm. I'm sorry, I'm being told that we have a breaking news alert. We can now confirm multiple outlets are reporting do not copy Gwyneth Paltrow and blow ozone gas up your butt. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a volatile and ongoing situation, so if you have children in the room, let them stay, because they're going to love these butt jokes. Here's what's happening from this actual news story. Earlier this month, Gwyneth went on a podcast and made the following confession. What's the weirdest wellness thing that you've done? I have used ozone therapy uh, rectally. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> but very, it's been very helpful. Yeah. I'm sh I'm, no, I'm sure it is helpful. Sometimes you need a little spritz of air to knock out that jade egg. <laughs> Turns out... Look it up. Turns out... Oh, God. It's a thing. Oh. Turns out this, this is also... This ozone thing is a thing. According to the Cleveland Clinic, medical-grade ozone gas administered through an ozone-generating device can be inserted in your body in many ways, especially after the ozone-generating device has had a couple glasses of wine. Uh, but I don't know why you would do it. Ozone is a toxic gas that is most famous for blocking solar radiation. So why would you stick it where the sun don't shine? Come on. Come but on. But... Doesn't make sense. Monolong length walk. But rectal ozone has already had one benefit. It has inspired Gwyneth's hottest goop product. This candle smells like the ozone that's been in my butts. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Taryn Edgerton. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. You know my first guest from the Kingsman movies, Blackbird and Rocket Man. He now stars in Tetris. 
This is it. The original. Amazing. Can I play? Yes. It's always been bugging me. Why can't both lines disappear at once instead of one at a time? Uh, because uh, I never thought of that. <laughs> Please welcome Taryn Edgerton. <laughs> Lovely to have you on. I've, I've never had a chance to interview you before. No, I've never done this. I, I feel like I've arrived. This is lovely. Well, Thank you, guys. Right. That was so nice. I feel, I feel much the same way. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Now, uh, a lot of people know you from Rocket Man, obviously, and you, you played Elton John so beautifully. Oh, thank and, you. And you, 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 recently, you recently posted this on Elton John's birthday, you said, uh, you know, you, you said, uh, you know, in, you uh, said, uh, in honor of your birthday, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, in, yeah. yeah, in honor of your 76th birthday, here is a, it was when I was rehearsing to play the part, so it's yeah. me and my trailer um, yeah. playing piano and yeah. singing a little bit. He wrote back to you, I love you. Now, even though you're, you know, you're a movie star and everything like that, does it, does it ever freak you out when you realize that Elton John loves you? <laughs> that sounds like a really nice feeling. Well, you know, I mean, I'm quite, I'm quite lovable. <laughs> How could he resist, is what you're saying. What's not No, it love? is, of course, it's completely surreal. He's, um, you know, an icon and was a titanic figure in my life before yeah. I met him, so it is... Do you guys hang out or anything? From time to time, yeah. I really? mean, he's on a never-ending world tour, so sure. I only, you know, see him once or twice a year. But, wow. Have you yeah. seen him in concert? Yeah, many times, yeah. He's oh, amazing. He's well, amazing. You, you, um... Grew up in Wales, I which did. I did. I did not know you were Welsh because mm. uh, Edgerton does not have enough consonants in a row. No, you know, it's, you guys very. You know, it's pretty pedestrian by yes, Welsh exactly. standards for sure. But then yeah. you went to London. You were in the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts. I was. You know, I went when I was nineteen. Super yeah. fancy. Very, very fancy. And when people people have gone to acting school, I'm very curious if they often there are sort of uh, unusual acting exercises that people have to go through oh, yeah. to teach them something sort of ephemeral about character or presence on stage. Oh, is that what it's about? I don't know what it's about. I don't know what it's about, but yeah, we, I assume that that's what it is. Yeah, we did some real, some real weird stuff. So we did like Animal classes. That was a class. That's a classic one where you're. Oh, given... Damien Lewis was talking about uh, doing that on the show right, the other day. Yeah. Animal spine, that's that sort of thing. Animal what? spine. Yeah, well, that's is what that what he yeah, that's what he called it. No, I I um I had to be a sloth. I think I was quite a high energy, quite puppyish nineteen year old. Sure. So they made me be a, a sloth, and I mean I did hundreds of hours of being a sloth. I mean, although you know it sounds ridiculous, but here I am on the Colbert Show. So. Right. Well, but I'm just curious. What? How challenging is it to be a sloth? Well, I think if you're as high energy as I was oh, at 20, quite challenging. Do you I still have it? Do you still have... Can I still you, Can you still do sloth? Put your, put your hand out. Just put your hand out. It's weird, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Every, but does it feel I, like a I, sloth? I thought I was going to look up and see fur. Yeah. Yes. There we go. It's the power of acting. And did you... Did, did you, did you, did the teacher ever say, okay, now take that sloth and do Stanley Kowalski? Like, what, did the, the, the no, sloth I, translate into like a character? A or worrying lack of application involved in it. Yeah, it was mainly just. And this is the Royal Academy to, yeah. of yeah. Dramatic Arts. Yeah, what else arts. we did? We also did, um, we did like hours of, of 
movement, which you know sure. makes sense. Obviously, yeah, get in but tune our, with your instrument. Getting in tune with yeah the, the 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 instrument, but we did arm swings, endless arm swings. Like what I, do you mean? I, I, like well, like this. Note note the knees as well, just like this. Watch. <laughs> Come on, let's, let's go. I still don't know why. <laughs> and then you switch, and you switch, this way, like that. Oh, yeah, and then occasionally as well, after in between the arm swings, you do like a flop forward. But I'm not going to illustrate that because I have had trousers explode on a talk show before. And we wouldn't want your trousers to explode. No, no, no one wants that. That would be too, the ratings would be too good for that. Um, do you ever do this one? Do you ever do this one? <laughs> do you ever do that one? Warm up exercise? No, I feel again it might be a suit exploding risk. So yes. I'm going to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip it. Mm -hmm. But uh, where are you from in Wales, by the way? Uh, I'm from a town called Aberystwyth, but I, I I'm went. Sorry, one more time. Aberystwyth, which Robert means Swift. mouth of the river Aberystwyth. But before that, I was from a village in Wales, which I think is what you're getting at, right? You'd like me to. I, I've, I, I've been told that you have an interesting hometown. Yeah. Yeah. I am gonna take. I'm gonna take your word for that. Yeah. No, it's real. Does that yeah. mean something? Yeah, I mean, I can't remember what, but yeah, it does, yeah. Do all the men in Wales sing in a choir? Because... Do you know, there is a lot of that. I sang in a choir when I was, oh, yeah. yeah, coming up and in school. Yeah? Yeah, yeah it's lovely, good I love stuff. it. stuff, like in Welsh or like yes, uh, Men of yeah. Arlick or stuff like that? Yeah, Men of Harlech, yeah, that's Harlech, very good. is that how you say it? Are you a bit of a Welsh... Men of Harlech, while yeah. you're dreaming, can't you see there's pier points gleaming? That's it, yeah. I don't know. Very good. the only good. thing I know. Are you, so are you a bit of a... Bit of a Welsh, Welsh. I like the I like the longbow. I mean, I'm grateful to the the longbowmen were from Wales who oh, helped history Henry buff. win you're at Agincourt against okay. the French cavalry. Yeah. Strap in, everyone. Strap yeah, exactly. In. There will be a test at the end of tonight's interview. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Taryn Edgerton. Everybody, stick around. <laughs> With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Star of Tetris, Taryn Edgerton. Okay, now you're starring in a new film called Tetris. I am. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> what is it's it about? It's more exciting than no, it no, sounds. No, no, but no. The thing is, I'm actually excited about it because this is like a groundbreaking video game. Yeah. So what is the actual story that you're telling here? So there's, so it's not, yeah, it's not a movie about you know uh, geometric shapes or whatever. It's just the story behind the video game, which is kind of stranger than fiction. I play a guy called Hank Rogers, who was a game publisher and had a sort of sneak preview of the game. Is that what we were saying just there? Uh, that no, that's already in Russia. OK. But the rights weren't available, so he took it upon himself to uh, go to the location of the invention of the game, which was Soviet Russia, right at the end of the Soviet Union mm -hmm. in 1989. 
very dangerous, very high risk, wasn't allowed to be there, got a tourist visa, but he wasn't the only one interested. And the KGB got involved, and it all turns into a kind of race to win the rights. The KGB got involved in us being able to play... Well, the state owned the rights, as per the law at the time, so they, the government were very interested in what he was up to. Is that what Glasnost was about, allowing us to play Tetris <laughs> in the West? So how did the... Did, I don't want to... I don't want to give away that. I don't wanna, yeah, I, yeah, I, you'll, I have to, give you the you'll have to see the movie on Friday, yeah. Um, did you play the game? Yeah, I mean, a bit, yeah. A bit. No, it's terrible. You can say no. No, do you know you what? You can say no. no. Because I was in... I was at South by Southwest and I was doing interviews for the movie and I'm super excited about the movie. It's turned out great. But occasionally I get asked about the game and I sort of go, yeah, you know, it's... it's you know, it's... I find it quite hard to get passionate about just, you know... It, I mean, it's not like the discography of Radiohead, is it? You know, it's... it's I mean, it's, it's fun, but it's, yeah. you know... Yeah. It's, it's fun, it's neat. I bet Tom York... The movie's much Tetris. more interesting. Exactly. Um, uh, who here has played Tetris? Look at that. The, the audience is you more guys, excited. You guys should be promoting, promoting the movie. No, the movie's, well, the movie's we, we heard about the idea of a Tetris movie, and this is absolutely true, almost seven years ago on this show in 2016. Really? Yes, we really did. There was an announcement that someone was going to make a Tetris movie. And so in the monologue, we, we tried to provide our own live sneak peek of what the movie would be like, and I'd like to show it to you to see, to see how close you think we got. Because <laughs> I haven't seen your movie. I just let me know how close we got. Jim? We here at The Late Show have secured an exclusive live clip <laughs> from the upcoming Tetris movie. Take a look. I, I don't care what our families say. We, we belong together. Make love to me now. I'm just an innocent boy from the hills of Wales. I can't... You can't be showing me stuff like that. You can't be showing me that filth. Mm -hmm. That's how little Pac-Men are made. <laughs> well, Taryn, lovely to meet you. Thank, Thank you so you much so for being much. here. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts.
John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.